Hey guys, it's Morgan here. I want to welcome you to Young Adults Today podcast, where we talk about reaching young adults in our world today. I'm going to toss it over to our hosts, Micah and Josiah Keneally. What's up, guys? Hope you're feeling alive right now. I'm Micah Keneally, and I want to welcome you to Young Adults Today podcast, where we talk about reaching young adults in our world today. And like always, I am joined by my co-host, Josiah Keneally, who's also my husband. And Josiah, we have a very special guest, and we're kind of putting a little twist in our episode today to hear from an athlete, to hear from somebody who's walking out their faith, to hear from somebody who is just stewarding the ground that God has given them. So without further ado, would you mind if introducing who that special guest is behind the scenes today. What an honor to, you know, um, today we want to welcome Tanner Morgan to the podcast on Young Adults Today. Tanner is number two and the starting quarterback for the University of Minnesota Golden Gophers football team. That's right. He's a passionate follower of Jesus and an influential young leader, and our paths crossed on Twitter. We became Twitter buddies not not too long ago, and now we're uh, real-life friends, so Excited to have some time together on Zoom and record this call. And so, Tanner, welcome to the show. Thanks for taking time with us today. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Uh, Love what you guys do. So it's an honor for me to uh, be on here and just talk with you guys. So much fun. We're going to kick off right away just so we honor your time, Tanner, and just to bring the listener in on more about who you are. Tanner, could you just share briefly your story of maybe how you became a believer how you became passionate about sports, whatever you want to share with the audience today. That'd be awesome. Yeah. So um, I kind of, I grew up in a Christian household and I feel like that's something you say, you hear a lot of uh, believers say, um, and then it kind of goes a different way. Right. Um, But so uh, my parents and my grandparents had a great example of what uh, living in faith was. Uh, But really to be honest with you, when I was in high school uh, and even early on in my college years, I kind of use God as a genie in the bottle type of thing. Uh, Whereas I thought if I was obedient, uh, I would get the things I wanted in life. Um, And I truly didn't understand what it was like to have true relation with God and actually uh, serve God. And I kind of had things so twisted. Um, So for me, when I I got involved in uh, Athletes in Action, which is a ministry here on campus, um, and I went to ultimate training camp for the first time, I feel like God was kind of putting things on my heart and actually revealed to me, um, that I was worshiping football and not him. Uh, and that's truly when I think things really started to change for me and I wanted to live my life uh, full steam ahead for Jesus. Um, but it took, a, it took a long way, a long time to actually fully have that uh, revelation in my heart. But yeah. Good. Tanner, that's amazing. And I, so many things stand out to me. And, and the first is like, it's funny how we've rescheduled this call a couple times and normally we'd be doing this in a studio downtown Minneapolis Mm -hmm. but because of COVID-19 we just shifted into Zoom and thankful for technology that way and you know you might hear maybe Aurora in the background if you're listening it's just real life right now for (laughs) us and I just look at Tanner your story I think the first message that I ever shot you was like stay strong in the faith bro like keep the faith and your boldness and your tenacity on the field but off the field really stood out to me when you replied you're like don't worry I will and just your commitment and and hearing you share your story just a second ago about worshiping football or worshiping Jesus Mm -hmm. is is a choice that we all make and I think that your story resonates and echoes with a lot of young people because we all choose maybe it's 
for some the the spotlight or the limelight or social media or fame, fortune, followers, likes, and it's just cool that you've been involved with athletes in action and mm -hmm. ministry on campus because our passion, Mike and I, and really what Young Adults Today podcast is all about is reaching the next generation, seeing mm -hmm. sinners saved, seeing saints strengthened, and seeing servants sent. And so we'll talk more about that, but I'm just curious selfishly as you can see i got my twins uh -huh. hat on i'm, I'm an all-around <laughs> minnesota sports fan so Love i'm just that. curious and i know that a lot of people are how'd you decide to come to minnesota and play football for the gophers talk talk about that so my story uh honestly about how i came to minnesota is less about minnesota and more about uh other people so um i was actually committed to western michigan university uh, where Coach Fleck was, was the head coach at the time and his staff was there. Uh, and I was going to enroll there in January. I was going to graduate high school early and go there. Um, but the day he took the job <laughs> was the day I was, like, leaving. So I had my car packed, everything ready to go, wow. like, graduation, like, little party, ready to go. And he said, do you want to come to Minnesota? And uh, I just said, yeah, like, of course. Like, why would I not? I want to – honestly, like, it was – it was about, you know, the people. It was about Coach Fleck and um, the row the boat, the row the boat uh, culture, which kind of drew me to it. And it was so amazing because it's like making you a better person more than just football. It's more than, than your performance. It's more than uh, what you just do on the field. It's about making you better academically, socially, spiritually, and athletically. Yeah. I wanted, I wanted to go to a place where it was more than that, where I was going to grow uh, in all those areas. So um, that's kind of how I ended up in Minnesota. And uh, I'm just very thankful uh, God <laughs> brought me here. That's awesome. Tanner, we know that you are definitely an influencer on and off the field, and you have been given this opportunity and talent from God to steward and to steward well and to, I don't know, just enjoy the gift that God has given you through through sports and through academics and through living here. And just even your story and process of, you know, how you came to Minnesota and what that looks like for you. But quick question for you. Um, would you share with our audience about your faith on and off of the field? Like, how is that? Um, I think a lot of people think this is who I am on Sunday. This is who I am in the grocery store. Like, there's a separation and a division of who I am when in reality, it's a compliment when somebody can say Tanner's the same person in the locker room, in the classroom, on the field, on the bus, wherever he's at, he's consistent. Can you share maybe what God has been teaching you and what you've been learning about maybe yourself and God's sovereignty in the process of being in the spotlight like you have been um, this season? Yeah, so actually something this whole semester that uh, it's kind of a Kairos moment that I've been reflecting on is yes. that I can't do it alone, you know, yeah. like I, that I'm truly nothing without God. And I feel like uh, for me, you know, in football and kind of my athletic career, like, it's easy to feel like, okay, I can do this extra rep by myself. I can, I can do this. I can push myself to the limits. You know, I don't, I'm, I'm fine. Like, I'm good. In reality, like, you can't take, I can't sit here and speak these words to you without Jesus' help. You know, like, there's nothing I can do. And that kind of has been something that, you know, I still struggle with today, but like, I just constantly am reflecting on that I have to draw upon God for power. Like, for me, like in football, when I actually started having success was when I actually lived by the principles and things that I learned uh, at ultimate training camp about applying Jesus into my sport. So 
uh, for me, two big things that I always like live by and, and kind of have on my wrist uh, that I, you know, I draw all over myself uh, before yeah. game, but is it's dub dub, which is like a big W and a little W, which means to worship and win. Mm-hmm. So understanding that I can worship in everything I do, not just singing worship in church, not just listening to elevation worship or uh, whatever it may be, but like I'm worshiping and playing football. Like that's a way, that's a way for me to worship Christ. Um, and then like to God didn't give us a spirit of, of fear. Um, you know, so like the win part, he doesn't want us to be timid or shy. Let's actually go out there and be bold uh, for him and be bold to win. And then audience of one, it can be, uh, it's kind of, a crazy thing to think about you're in a big giant stadium with a lot of people that you're technically playing for uh, you have coaches players and obviously you want to do everything uh, to help the people uh, on your team win but kind of in reality like you're playing for one person you're playing for god that's right um, and i think that's just really helped me out and i personally uh have constant conversation with god when i'm on the field um and just talk to the holy spirit but sometimes, like, to be honest with you, uh, in the past where I've struggled, like, last season is coming out of that and then having the off season to myself to where I feel like it can be kind of a drop off a little bit, mm-hmm. to be honest with you, where it's like, okay, maybe I don't need to truly rely on God as much now. And then it always, like, will hit me, like, a week later, two weeks later that, like, what are you doing, bro? You know? Um, so that's something that I've struggled with in the past, just being uh, open and honest. For sure. And, and it's a daily challenge for Dying all of to us. Yourself daily, right? Yes. It's, it's like following Jesus isn't a one-time decision or an event. It's a lifestyle. It's come and die, come and live moment by eternal moment. life. Yeah. yeah. And it's pick up your cross daily and follow him. And that's for all of us. And I just think of worship has, has stood out to me how you've used that word a couple of times. Like playing football is worship. Doing a podcast is worship. You yeah. know, marriage, parenting, family, right. career, studying, school, like whatever God's called us to, if he gets the glory, it is worship. Right. And, and we all have to make a decision like you did, who gets the glory in my life? Mm-hmm. And daily remind ourselves because there's the temptation that, oh, it, it feels good to get some accolades or to get some credit or some honor or some glory. And so I'm just curious too, Tanner, you've, you've referenced um, athletes in action, which is a phenomenal ministry on college campuses for athletes and also UTC um, ultimate training camp. And these two things have been a big catalyst maybe for your faith in your life and college ministry is one of our passions and young adult ministry and just this idea of the university moment when a person is, you know, 18 to 25, mm-hmm. those four or five years impact the next 40 to 50 and beyond. Right. And so you've been involved with this college ministry. What has your experience with that been like? Well, as I kind of like referenced earlier, it's when I first, you know, I got to college when I was 17 years old. And I first actually, for the first time, felt like I was actually uh, wanting to live my life for Jesus and have true relation with Christ uh, instead of kind of uh, being lukewarm, I guess you could say. Um, But like athletes in action is so important to me. Um, And that's kind of how I got connected with Ultimate Training Camp. So I've I've been twice uh, to UTC. I went once as a, uh, a camper 
and then as an intern last year and this year uh, I'm going to intern as well they're doing like a uh, it's called UTC every so it'll be like a online zoom kind of experience which will be cool uh, and hopefully people will be able to reach a lot a lot of people but I think for me it's just like it's the first time where you know I was truly in like a bible like I was in discipleship groups I was around people who loved Jesus that were similar to me like I didn't really necessarily have that before because I didn't really seek it out not that it wasn't there there was people there but I didn't seek it out like I was too I felt like I was too cool for it you know like in high school I didn't want to like I didn't want to expose myself or put myself in that vulnerable position uh to be honest with you um and then when I got to college like I kind of felt like lonely. I didn't really know anybody. And the first people that reached out to me were people involved in an AIA that wanted me to be a part of their discipleship groups. And I was like, well, yeah, duh. Like, of course, like I'd love to do that. And I saw like a couple guys that like, when I first got on campus that like showed me what it was like to truly live a life for Christ and like love Jesus uh, and Ryan Santoso and Matt Morse. Um, and then Luke Minenorf, uh, has just always been constantly discipling me since I got here and Love it. seen me through a lot of highs and a lot of lows. So, it, I mean, it's been a lot and it's really been a huge transformation for me and kind of just getting involved uh, in ministry that way. That's amazing. Tanner, it's fun to hear how you've been influenced by, um, you know, pre-existing organizations on campuses that reach students for Christ and point them to Christ, but also to have those mentors and those young men come alongside you that are friends, that are influencers, that are mentors, that help you process, help you be sharpened, and for you to sharpen them as well. So that's just super encouraging to hear because one thing that we um, recognize, or I've recognized when I was in my early 20s, and this, I, I'm embarrassed to say this now, but I'll just share with the audience. When I, you know, you just, I desired to be married. I wanted to be around godly community. I'm like, where are all the men? Where are all the godly men? Like there's 15 of us single women who are meeting every week, you know, and it's just like, where are all the men? So for me, even to be married now and to be, you know, leading some young women, it's fun to hear and see young men like yourself who are taking their faith seriously, yeah. who are taking their walk seriously, sure. who are surrounding themselves with positive influences and influencers, um, whether they're in sports or not in sports. It's just super fun for me to hear and see that. So I just want to say thank you for sharing that portion of your story. Um, but aside from that, how would you encourage college students today? Because obviously there are college students that have influenced and impacted you by reaching out, you know, the first group on campus. Um, what would you say, or how would you encourage college students, maybe your age, maybe a little older, maybe a little younger today, as you, if we were in a huddle with you, what would that huddle look like? Oh, that's a good one. That's a great question. <laughs> that was a great one. Uh, I think I kind of break it down into two things for me. The first thing I would say is like, look, you're not going to be perfect. Like you're going to slip up. Things are going to happen. Like we were born, like we're born sinners. Like that's just the fact that it is like, it is what it is. You're like you're not going to be perfect. And two, like being in college sometimes on a college campus can be a really hard environment to grow spiritually. It can be hard to get around a lot of people that have the same faith as you, and it can be really discouraging. But don't feel like you have to live kind of like the normal life, I guess I would say. Like if you want that community, like find it. Like no, I promise you nobody in a, a faithful community is going to like deny you at the door. Like that's not going to happen. Um, like that's, I think that's like just the main kind of, things I would say that's great I think it's a great reminder that we are all sinners but we're saved by grace yeah right sinners saved Absolutely. by grace 
And if we seek out a community or a community seeks us out, those truly following Christ, that's an opportunity for us to dive in and get involved. So that's great. I know. I often wonder, like, and I, I'm sure other people listening to you too, like, where would I be today if it weren't for right. the grace and love and mercy of Jesus and my Christian community. <laughs> community as well. Yeah. Like where would I be without the iron sharpens iron? Where would I be without the people who've discipled me, mentored me, invested in me? And then it's kind of an opportunity to reinvest right. what God's deposited in my spiritual life mm-hmm. or formation or, you know, being, if you will. And then to invest that into others is such a joy, such a privilege. So leadership, I think that when you look at a football team, for example, so many people turn to obviously a coach like Coach Fleck and, and they're calling the plays, they're, they're making moves, they're, they're really mm-hmm. leading from a state of the sidelines. And then once you're on the field and off the sidelines and actually in the huddle. It's a whole different ballgame. It is. And, and you become a leader as, as a quarterback or, or even any athlete on the field. You're part of a team serving each other, serving the common goal rowing the boat, if mm-hmm. you will. And my question is, as, as a young leader yourself on the football field and off, I just, I was praying over a time and I felt like what I see in your life, Tanner, just to speak it over you and you can accept it or reject it or put it on the shelf. But I just feel like what the Holy Spirit was downloading to me is that you're a leader of this next generation mm-hmm. on and off the field. And so it could be something that you've learned from Coach Fleck. It could be something that maybe playing with the Gophers has taught you or training, anything, but what would you deposit and invest into young leaders as far as if they're trying to serve their community, make a difference, change the world for Christ, what would you tell young leaders? Yeah, so um, kind of a couple of things I would say is one, like don't let the circumstance dictate your behavior. Uh, I feel like it can be really like easy to uh, be frustrated that maybe you only have two or three people showing up to your group or you know a lot of different things like just don't let it dictate like kind of like how you act but just serve with love uh try not to pass any judgment or hypocrisy because kind of in my experience I feel like that turns people away from Jesus so fast just serve with love uh and grace and like that's just like it's gonna continue to uh, allow people to open up and like like just keep sowing seeds like you're not going to always see the fruit immediately um like as you know there's plenty of references in the bible of that happening but like if you just sow seeds like that's your job like successful evangelism isn't anything other than just speaking the word sharing the gospel that's all you can do the rest is up to god like it's not on you at that point uh that's what i would say so good it is good well, Tanner, we know that as an athlete, there are many, there's a, always a school song, there's always a cheer, there's only, always an anthem or some type of, you know, you're calling plays and doing all those different things. And um, there's nothing more stimulating to me, like I love sports. So to be in an arena or to be um, in the stands and be a fan and being able to watch people engage um, in the game, no matter what it is. I love football. Um, football, I was a football stat and a cheerleader and all those different things that I was in high school. But Um, with that, I think of many words people live by. And sometimes it could be a Bible verse that you live by. It could be something that's been spoken over you or something that God has downloaded specifically to you and over your life, Tanner. And I was just curious if you'd be able to share 
um, what God has been downloading to you, or are there any words that you specifically live by? And maybe you talked a little bit about that with the, the W, the two little, the big W and the little W, but if there's anything else, we'd love to hear that. Yeah, so those are two of the big ones. And then um, the last one would be, I got uh, I actually have it tattooed on my arm. Um, it's Revelations 22, 13, uh, which is, I am the Alpha and the Omega. Uh, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. And then, so kind of what that means is Jesus is everything. Mm -hmm. um, so for me, it's just a great reminder. Like that's my everything. Jesus is everything to me. He's A to Z, Alpha to Omega um, and everything in between. Uh, so I, I try to live by that, that like just trying to living my life for Jesus. And obviously like I fall short all the time uh, on a daily basis, but uh, it's just always a great reminder for me. And that's um, why I put it on my arm. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, no forgetting that one. Seriously, like t tattoos are something that on our human body, which I get is temporary, it's kind of a permanent reminder, a permanent stamp. Mm -hmm. And so when you see somebody with a tattoo, it's always a story starter or a conversation starter. Like, okay, that means something to you that you'd put it on your arm or you'd put it on your forehead or, <laughs> or your bicep or, or your back or, you know, your chest, whatever it is. And so, it's just, it's powerful. And I think that those can definitely be words that we live by that Jesus is everything, that he changes everything and love that. I'm inspired by that. And, you know, just to go off script for a second, Tanner, I, I'm thinking about your transition of moving to Minnesota, coming to what I call the people paradise of planet earth. I've just found that Minnesota nice is a real thing people here are great. Like some of the nicest people you'll ever meet at the Mall of America or at U.S. Bank Stadium, you'll just meet people and they're like so friendly, so nice. Our neighbors, we just moved like eight months ago mm -hmm. and our neighbors, they're like, hey, we have a garden. Do you want any veggies? Like we chopped down a tree and our other neighbors, they just came and like took it away for us. Just really kind people here in Minnesota. So welcome to the people paradise of planet earth, first of all. And I get it like geographical paradise would be like Hawaii or Florida, Miami beach, something like that. But the people paradise, the nicest people are in Minnesota, I believe. So glad to have you on our team. And with that, there's just been this contagious culture. I've been like a gopher football, twins fan, Vikings fan, Timberwolves my whole life. But something's different since Coach Fleck has got here. And, yeah. and I, I can't wait to pick your brain on this because you actually were going to go to a different school to play for Coach Fleck. Can you talk about playing for Coach Fleck? I've never met him yet, but what I see is there's this contagious culture for fans. Mm -hmm. It appears for athletes, and I don't want to overstep my bounds, but just even the idea of Skyuma and, and row the boat, like, there's, and then it's undeniable that the gophers are making noise and I love it. So I'm, I'm like cheering you guys on, like, let's go, let's do this. But can you talk about what's it been like playing for coach Fleck? Yeah. Well, first off, like I love coach Fleck to death and uh, he's one of the most real uh, people you're going to meet. Uh, a lot of people think it's fake. Like what you see on TV is fake. No, that's what you see is what you get. Uh, he has, relentless energy uh and he's a visionary he's always thinking steps ahead um so like I, like when he first got there like we didn't have a, a, a great year but we were building the foundation 
yep. uh, for success, not for just one year, not a flash in the pan type of thing, but long-term success. Uh, so he's a culturally driven person, and that's reflect, that reflects to our team. Uh, we're all about the process, not the result. Uh, and we have you know, a lot of things in our culture, and you know, some people might mock it or whatever, but like, there are things we live by and go by on a daily basis. You know, row the boat. Um, our hyper culture. Um, like, there's so many things that he pours into us, uh, us players and to the coaching staff as well. That's why we're successful. It's not because we have, um, you know, 55 five stars on our roster. We're a bunch of three star and four star guys, technically from um, recruiting sites or whatnot. But he he develops. He he uh, kind of makes sure people are are going the right way and pours into you not just one year one day or if you're going to be or if they think you're going to be a great player but on everybody on the team uh they're getting resources to be the best people they can in every area not just football and that's kind of uh you know why we've uh, become successful and you know he just it's an amazing coach to work to play for um and you can see it kind of from top to bottom uh and i i think the fans you started to see it last year too which was really awesome what I hear you saying, Tanner, is there are coaches who bring out the best in people. And part of that is calling out greatness and almost speaking to people's potential and the possibilities of vision. Okay, visionary, what's the picture that we're all aiming for and how do we get there? And I've just been around athletics enough to know that, man, there are coaches who can totally call out greatness. And man, those are fun teams to be mm -hmm. on when you are going in mm -hmm. the same direction and you have a coach who believes in you. I heard a stat in Christian research from Barna Group that I think it was 65%, no, 66, like two thirds of young adults don't know that somebody believes in them. Mm -hmm. So only 33% wow. of people, not just athletes, but people realize that a caring yeah. adult believes in them. And I found one of the things that makes all the difference in discipleship, in leadership, right. in athletics, in career, ministry, whatever, business world, is when, when somebody believes in me, I'm like, we're unstoppable. Yeah. Like, let's go. And Micah knows that, that I'm a words of <laughs> affirmation person and I cling to words. There's words that I live by as well. And I just think of how when somebody believes in your potential, Right. You'll do anything. You'll you'll move heaven and earth to see that vision come to pass. And so mm -hmm. that's just really encouraging to hear. And then I think of our role as leaders on the field, off the field, in ministry. We get to call out potential mm -hmm. and greatness in the lives of young people, right. in the lives of college students. And I know I had a youth pastor who totally like sung my praises, just believed I could accomplish mm -hmm. anything. And then I read the Bible and I'm like, oh, I can accomplish anything because it's Christ in me that is doing it. And right. it's for his glory and for people's good. And so I get fired up hearing you say that, Tanner. Yeah, that's super fun to hear. I love what you said, like what, kind of like what you see is what you get. And I think right. you are also a person like what you hear is what you get. If you're a listener right now, I just feel like you, Tanner, are very calm non-anxious presence sure. and that's what you need in the sport that you're in obviously when you're in that right. long quarterback to take a deep breath to to launch that ball to think through the plays and 
you know, the potential things that could happen and calculate all that out. But we want to make sure that you as a, as a listener are ready for this. And are you ready for this, Tanner? We've come to the part of our um, episode where we ask you five questions in less than five minutes. You have one to answer each. So if you're sweating or you need to stretch <laughs> or if you need to grab some water, some hydration. Um, you go right yeah, ahead. I have to hydrate up a little bit. You hydrate it's it's yep. kind of like a five-minute drill. You'll catch that. You know, let's do it. Yeah, I got it. Know, it's kind of like overtime. It's like, let's get this. And sometimes we throw you a curveball. So I don't know if you're ready for that either. Okay. But All right, let's do it. Question number one, Tanner. If you could describe yourself in three words, what would they be? Any three words? Uh, leader, uh, kind, and work ethic. Ooh, good. Those are inspiring words. Okay, don't take his minutes now. Not gonna. I just said that's inspiring. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, second question is this, I think you'll like this and I think you'll be able to, to speak into this, but would you want to share a recent story of salvation, transformation, life change can be from your team, from your huddles with athletes in action. We'll let you share a story of salvation or life change. Uh, okay. So yeah, I would say, uh, recently, so my dad's kind of going through kind of a little health scare right now. Uh, he was diagnosed with a, he had a stroke and then a, a brain tumor, uh, just last week, but oh my gosh, seeing like the faith from my parents is uh, amazing. It shows like the growth they've had uh, in trusting in Jesus, and that uh, they know it's not in their hands; it's in God's control. And uh, seeing that is just—I just wanted to sing their praises a little bit. That uh, it's inspiring to me, and it's making a big impact on a lot of people. That's incredible. We'll, we will be praying for your dad in a full recovery, mm-hmm. just so you know. And if you're a listener, to tune in to pray that as well. So. Yeah. Tanner, question number three. If you could ask us one question today, what would that be? Uh, when did you feel called to get into ministry? Ooh. That's great. I'll, I'll, I'll share it. Yeah, I had other plans for sure. And not that I was against ministry. I loved it. I, I was a volunteer. I was involved. I had a youth pastor who invested in me. And then I was actually trying to go to the U of M. That was my plan. I, I wanted to go to Carlson School of Management, mm-hmm. do entrepreneurship, start a company. And that's like what my dream was. And on a map, if you go to Google Maps, you can now see that one inch away from Carlson School of Management is a place called North Central University. Literally one inch on the map, on Apple Maps. And I, I went on a missions trip to Belize right after I graduated high school. It was like June of 2010. And I just felt like God was saying to me, like, you need to cancel these career plans Mm -hmm. and follow me into like career ministry, full-time ministry. And I then journaled. I said, if I could make the investment that Brent Silkey, my youth pastor made in me in one other person, my life would be a success following Jesus. And the the fun thing is that that's small dreamy. Mm -hmm. Like it's all about the one, but at the same time, Jesus has Ephesians 3 talks about immeasurably more than we can even ask, dream, or imagine. So that was when I knew, and and it was during a moment at an altar worshiping God, Mm -hmm. where I saw a picture of the cross, the song by Ricardo Sanchez worship song was playing, the power of the cross is in the blood of Christ, Mm -hmm. given for us all the spotless sacrifice. Nothing is missing. Nothing is, is broken. God's blood has spoken. And so like, I'm redeemed, I'm set free. And I felt like Jesus spoke to me. That's why you do what you do. Wow. That's powerful. That's amazing. That's crazy. That's Um, amazing. 
for me, I guess I was 24, 25, um, coming out of college, out of a four-year school, had my plans like Josiah had shared his, like I was a personal trainer and fitness instructor, also in the business world, um, and could have pursued that easily. And there was a part of me that knew that there was so much more to life. I didn't have a solid core of Christian follow, like people truly following Christ. So I started attending church um, in that season of getting out of college. And so I applied for an internship and I knew that God had put the passion for young adult ministry in my heart. Um, and maybe just to do life with them, not to necessarily make it a career or say the ultimate yes, but I was 25 years old, went to retreat as an intern with all of our, uh, like 90 young adults and there was a Holy spirit night and it was just the Holy spirit truly just fell during worship. And mm -hmm. I was baptized in the spirit yes. and received my prayer language. And yes. in moment, yeah, in that moment, God's just like, Mike, I have plans for you. And I'm just like, holy cow, like, what does that mean? What does that look like? And he's just like, you are going to, uh, you're going to reach this next generation. And I'm just like, as a 25 year old, like, how in the heck am I going to do that? I mean, from North Dakota, small town, you know, so just really um, surrendered literally everything to mm -hmm. God there at age 25. And I finished my internship. And that's when the pastor turned, called me into his office after I prayed literally the day before I go, God, if I'm supposed to pursue something outside of this church that I'm on staff with and outside of this internship with that you've spoken in that upper room during worship, he needs to call me in his office this week and say, Micah, you need to go back to school and go get your degree in ministry. Well, that's exactly what happened. It was a Wednesday morning, like 9.30 in the morning. And Crazy. he was like 28 years old. He, so he's like a year older than me. He's like, Micah, why don't you come back here? He's like, you have outgrown your role here. And I feel like God has called you to do so much more than we have to offer the responsibilities. And I believe that God is calling you to North Central University where you are supposed to pursue your career and God's design for you in um, young adult ministry. And so exactly what I had prayed, what God had confirmed in my heart, but I, I'm one where it's like, God, one more time, just one more confirmation. Like, did I hear you? Are you, are you sure you want me right. to do that now? So yeah. I said yes in that moment. And, you know, and to hear that from a leader, you know, who called out greatness in me in that moment, who was mm -hmm. obedient in the Holy spirit. Um, that's when I said yes to what God had. And ever since then, I mean, I got my degree, um, a licensed pastor now for three, four years and being on a college campus makes us come alive. So yeah. being able to say yes and amen to what God has and to see his hand of uh, action and love on us when we are in a hot pursuit after him is just phenomenal. So I know it's a long answer. I know I probably took two minutes, but it's amazing to see when we're obedient, what God does. So I was called at age 25, baptized in the Holy Spirit, experienced everything. It's, it's definitely an overwhelming, beautiful thing. It's like, the holy crap moment too where you're like you want me to do what and it's like okay one baby step at a time so right yeah. <laughs> i think that's such a good question tanner because you have to know that you know that you know right there's no denying like it. and and right. some people glorify the call of ministry which is amazing but you're never going to discover the call of ministry if you don't know the call of god and the, right. and the call that we mm. all have as believers and you'll never know his whisper to ministry if you don't know the whisper of his voice right in the quiet place mm. first um so back to you now <laughs> great uh, question by the way amazing question four is failure can be our friend. We believe that. And so we just want to ask you, we ask all of our guests on this podcast, would you be willing to share with us one of the most epic failures, maybe on the field, in life, in faith, in leadership, or in ministry? Man, I think for me, 
it's kind of what I talked about earlier is just like trying to use God for my own personal gain. Uh, when I think about it now, like, it's just like, geez, like, what, what are you do? What were you doing, bro? Like so far off, but uh, kind of seeing where God has turned me from that mindset is amazing. But I mean, there's, I've had a lot of, I've failed a lot in my life. Um, gone through a lot of lukewarm seasons, a lot of dry seasons, um, like multiple times. Uh, even after I, I just, you know, really wanted to live my life fully for Jesus. There was times where uh, I just felt uh, uh, fleshly and worldly things. Like it's, it happens. And like, that's just like uh, something I've struggled with. Cause like I, I tend to beat myself up a lot uh, for things like that, but uh, God's met me where I'm at every time and pulled me back to him. So uh, he's just so good and so deserve, deserving of all our praise and all of, and all of our worship. That's so good. So good, for sure. It, it reminds me of what Christine um, Kane has, she says, and she says, the enemy says shame on you, but God says shame, <clears throat> God says shame off you. And just even for the listener today, if you kind of relate to maybe past mm-hmm. mistakes or mm-hmm. past regrets, mm-hmm. or maybe you're in a season as a pastor or a leader and you are falling short of the glory of God because of the decisions that you're making, I just want to encourage you right now as we talk with Tanner that I believe that God is saying shame off you. Yeah. Like there's no need to sit in that yep. shame. There's no need to sit in that guilt. There's no That's need good. to replay what has already happened and already been done because the battle has been won and God's blood has covered the multitude of sins so just step out in faith and walk out the position and the role that he's given you um i don't know who that was for today whether it's for tanner if you're on the field or if that was for one of our listeners today but i just feel like that was supposed to just be reiterated that um god says shame off you so um we've come to the last question so i'm gonna stay on track here but tanner if you could tell a group of college pastors and young adult ministry leaders one thing what would you leave them with today your role is so much more important than you probably even know. Mm. Just keep pouring into people. Like uh, I've seen young college leaders, like make such a everlasting impact on people around me uh, that it, it's amazing. And like the role you, that uh, you play is so, so vital and so important. Um, and there's going to be a lot of times you get turned down, but just keep pouring into people over and over again. Um, and you know, just that's, that's all you can do. Um, and just thanks for what you're doing, really. That's great. I love it. This episode, this show has fired me up, Tanner. You're a person who's a leader. You're a person who's just quality and God's using you even in this moment to be iron that sharpens iron that, you know, I think that we can spur each other on mm-hmm. in encouragement and in love and in good deeds. And so, We just want to say, man, to the training season that you're about to enter into, get after it. And man, this fall, Lord willing, we're we're just going to be cheering you guys on and believing that the best is yet to come and just really um, committed to you as a person. And and God has such a plan for your life and admire you, appreciate you, respect you. So thanks for taking time on the Young Adults Today podcast, Tanner. Yeah, thanks for having me on. It was my pleasure. It's great. Don't we finish up right here? Yeah. Oh, well, 
sometimes he doesn't, he just taps me underneath the table. Like I know what's going on. Well, Tanner, we want to thank you for the great conversation that we had today. Thank you for joining us. If you're listening online or in your car, we want to say continue to tune in. If you want to hear more about Tanner Morgan and the Minnesota golfers, you can connect with us on our website at youngadults.today, as well as our social media across all platforms at youngadults.today. Until next time, this is Mike and Josiah Keneally hosting youngadults.today. Thanks for listening to today's conversation on the Young Adults Today podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, go ahead and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Plug me in. I'm getting charged up right now, yeah.